hey there, and welcome back to Memento, a podcast by Washington Avenue Christian Church. See, here at Washington Avenue Christian Church, we understand that sometimes we forget who we are, and sometimes we forget what we're supposed to do, and sometimes we even forget what was talked about on Sunday morning. And so in an effort to remind you of who you are and what you're supposed to do and what we talked about on Sunday morning, we bring you this Memento podcast. And I'm so excited to be back in this flow with you guys. It's been about a month since we've done this. Um, after the Christmas and Advent season, we took a little bit of a break, but we picked up with Ephesians again on Sunday, and so we thought it was a great time to kick off and pick back up with Memento again. And I'm excited uh, to be here and to be doing this with you guys. You notice we're, we're in a different setting. We like to change things up and keep you on your toes. And if you're only listening to the podcast, spoiler alert, we're in a different setting right? And maybe you didn't know that we were in a different setting, but now you do because we're in my office. And that's because the sanctuary is boring now and there's no more Christmas trees or anything like that. And the West Building is actually getting new carpet in it this week and we weren't sure how things were going to be. And so at least for today, welcome to my office where stuff happens, the magic happens, where work happens and all of that. Let's get into Ephesians because that's better. We picked up again Um, in Ephesians chapter 4. And what I want us to do first this morning, or whenever it is that you're listening, in our time together is just read the text so that we all know what we're talking about. So here we go. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 6. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding ourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to this one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all and living through all." Before we dive in and look at the actual text, I want to just kind of set the uh, the overall context for us just a little bit because it's been it's been since like gosh October maybe since we've actually talked about Ephesians because Memento was you know leading up to Christmas um, Advent that was the last thing that we did so it's been a minute so let's talk and remind ourselves of where we've been in chapters one through three of Ephesians and, and Ephesians breaks down really really easily for us in chapters one through three you're getting theology right like this is who God is this is what God has done and in chapters four through six you're getting this is how you should respond to who God is and how what he's done some people call it orthodoxy, right, in 1 through 3, and orthopraxy in 4 through 6. Um, the the big kind of like Greek terms for it are imperative, right? This is what you're supposed to do. Excuse me, I messed that up. Scratch that. It's indicative first. This is what has been done to you. And then over here is imperative. Indicative to imperative from doctrine to duty, in our lives, this looks like what we have received and now what we have and are becoming, right? And so Ephesians chapter 4 starts us off into that. Because of all of this, 
this is what you should do, and this is how you should be, which is why Paul says, therefore. Remember, we ask ourselves, what's the therefore, therefore? And when we ask ourselves, what's the therefore, therefore, in Ephesians chapter 4, what you get to do is go all the way back to everything 1 through 3. So maybe, maybe, maybe what you need to do right now is just like take a time out and pause this um, and and read or listen to Ephesians 1 through 3, just so that you've got everything kind of fresh in your mind. Now, if you're driving, like don't stop and read, but maybe like tell Siri to put your Bible app on and read you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Be safe and be wise, but, um, but maybe it's a good idea to just go check out um, and remind yourself of what's going on in one through three so that you know what Paul is saying when Paul says, therefore. I want you to pay attention to the position that Paul puts himself in, puts himself in and, and he does this a lot, guys. Um, Paul is not an arrogant person. He is not a bragger by any stretch, but if Paul was to maybe be ever mistaken for bragging. Uh, it's funny because the thing that he brags about the most, the thing that he talks about so very often is the fact that he is so often a prisoner of Jesus and a prisoner for Jesus. And, and he lets us know about that again here in chapter four, verse one. I encourage you, therefore, as a prisoner in the Lord, which is different, maybe, than as a prisoner for the Lord, right? And and he interchanges the terms at times, and it just so happens that in Ephesians, he says, in the Lord, his prisonership, his imprisonment, that's the word, right? His imprisonment is in the Lord. It's in the Lord's plan. It's in Jesus' plan and his calling for his life to be imprisoned that doesn't mean that he's like a free person, but he's like slave to Jesus. No, Paul's actually in prison when he writes Ephesians. That, that we know. Um, but Paul's whole perspective and whole view is that like he, he is doing this with Jesus, for Jesus, and, and, and in Jesus. And, and maybe we need to stop right there because I don't, I don't know what kind of trials it is that you're facing or what it is that you're dealing with and, and going through right now. And um, I want to be clear that they're, they're not everything is in and for and with Jesus. Like if you're suffering the consequences of your own poor decisions, then that's like kind of on you. And, and Jesus is still there to like navigate that stuff with you. He's still there to walk through with you, but you're not necessarily like a prisoner with Jesus or like for Jesus because like you're actually in prison for your incessant drug habit. Not the case. But if things are a struggle for you right now, if you're feeling heat at work or isolation or loneliness um, from work or family or friends because of your faith in Jesus, know that that is the best spot to be. Um, and, and that may not be the best thing that you want to hear right now, but like you are navigating that, dealing with that in and with and for Jesus. And regardless of the circumstance that you're in, like Jesus is in that with you. So you're not alone, no matter how alone you might feel or how isolated from everything and everyone you may feel you are not alone. <clears throat> and it's in his imprisonment that Paul encourages us 
to walk worthily of the calling to which we have been called. The NLT says, um, I beg of you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. And I want to I want to be really, really clear here, because what Paul is not saying is that you have to walk in this particular way so that you maintain your status, that you maintain your position, that you maintain the calling to which you've been called. No, 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 no. There's not anything that you can do, and hopefully you know this, there's not anything that you can do to earn your salvation, right? Jesus has done that totally on his own without your help. There was nothing that you could do, nothing that you did do that prompted him to be like, oh, I should save that person because they're good at this. No, nothing like that. And, and, and in the same way, there's nothing that you can do to maintain your salvation. Like your salvation is secure in Jesus. But because you are saved, because you are called, because you are in him, <clears throat> there is an expectation on the way that we walk. And and that's what Paul's getting at here. And that's what he's saying is to walk worthily of the calling. I uh, had an opportunity to be a character reference for somebody recently for a new house, right? And so um, just a rental house. And so this landlord called me and he's, you know, his name's Jim Bob Joe or whatever his name is. And he tells me like, hey, <clears throat> I, um, this person that's applying to live in my house has listed you as a character reference. Um, and so uh, what do I need to know about this person? And I'm using general terms because the person goes to our church and I don't want to um, embarrass them or anything. But I said, well, well, this guy's an Eagle Scout. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, okay, that's all I need to know. And I was like, whoa, 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 like, wait a minute. Like, that's really good, right? Um, that That's really good that you, like, put so much stock in the Eagle Scouts um, and being an Eagle Scout to, like, that's the only thing I had to say. But there, there's more to it than that. Like, not only is this person an Eagle Scout, but he also conducts himself like you would expect an Eagle Scout to conduct himself. And that's, that's maybe an illustration of what Paul is saying here is like, you're not just saved, but you also are expected to conduct yourself as someone who is saved. You're expected to conduct yourself as someone who is now in the family of Jesus. He uh, goes on um, and immediately begins to list the things that are expected. He says to always be humble and gentle, be patient when with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. And man, I want to, woo, that's a sermon and a half. And I can't afford the time to preach a whole sermon, but we can camp out and we can talk about that for a minute. Be patient with another, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. And and I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the faults are that Paul is referring to. I don't know what his, uh, what he means when he says faults. I'm not sure if he's talking about like doctrinally faults, although I kind of doubt it, or like some character faults as people grow, or if it's more just like annoyances. But here's what I do know is that biblically, we understand that there's only one perfect person 
in his name was Jesus, and his name was not your name. In his name was not my name, his name was Jesus. And at Washington Avenue Christian Church, we understand that there was only one perfect person, and his name was Jesus, and that we do not expect perfection from anyone. Um, I think Jim even said on Sunday, yeah, our, our service for perfect people meets at one o'clock on Sunday afternoons, and there's nobody here. Um, because there's no perfect people here. But here, here's here's what we hope, is that through your walk with Jesus, you're making progress, right? We, we desire to see progress in your life as you as you grow more in your knowledge and wisdom of Jesus and you allow the Holy Spirit to work more and more and more in your heart and in your mind and in your life that you would be making progress to look more and more and more like Jesus, but you're never, ever, ever going to be perfect. And if you're never, ever going to be perfect and I'm never, ever going to be perfect, then I can't expect perfection from you, which means that at some point or another, you are going to do something that annoys me. And I get to respond by being annoyed or, according to Ephesians 4, by making allowances out of my love for you because of your love. And uh, I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know what it looks like for you to make allowances. That's something for you to dig around. But maybe maybe that's the thing that you need to hear today and the thing that you need to focus on and think about is what does it mean for me to make allowances for the sake of unity because of my love? This whole thing that Paul's laying out, and, and we'll get back into it, but Paul Paul's talking to us here um, about, about virtue and about community, right? Initially, he's talking to us about community, right? That's that unity. He wants us to be united. He actually, um, and we'll get here in a minute, um, he wants us to maintain the unity that we've been given in Jesus. And and we do that by being a community of virtue, which is why he begins to talk so much about so many like concrete things, because community requires virtue. And Virtue is an, a moral ability or strength like gentleness and patience and all of all of these things. And, and the point here it can be kept pretty simple, really, is that good community requires certain kinds of people. And if you want to contribute to a good community, you have to become and be a certain kind of person. And, and the, the stepping stones for that are listed here in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. The stepping stones becoming the right kind of person for the right kind of good community are being a person of humility, a person of gentleness, a person of patience, a person who bears with one another in love. Paul talks about gentleness and he kind of wants to put that in um, contrast to the harshness. Um, and, and what he's talking about here is, um, um, and Jim talked about this, is power under control. Another word for it is to be meek. And it, 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 my notes here say that the weak person avoids harshness because he is weak not and cannot be strong. But the meek person avoids harshness because he is stronger and is therefore not threatened by someone else's show 
of strength. Um, how do you respond when people get loud? How do you respond when you're feeling unheard or unseen, um, overpowered and, and overshadowed? Um, this is, guys, this is something that I really struggle with. Whenever I'm not feeling heard or seen in a conversation, um, I will begin to raise the tone and of my voice and the volume of my voice. And I'll even begin to kind of like stand up and kind of bow up. And not, not that there's a lot to bow up here, but you know what I mean? Like I try to kind of like make myself bigger. I, I really struggle with this gentleness. And this is something that that's really kind of like been brought to my attention these uh, in this past year, really. And something that, that I'm working on. Um, how do you respond? What does it look like for you? Paul says with patience, and we got to kind of start to wrap things up here. So um, I'm going like, to just quickly skip through some of these things. When, when Paul says with patience, um, um, the thing that kind of jumped out to me is, is this, that, that patience, or rather community, just simply doesn't work well when people don't give one another the time to work things out right? And we're really good at doing this, right? Like we give ourselves a lot of grace because like, oh man, I'm still a work in progress and God's working in my heart. But we expect like that person over there to be like 100% sanctified already. And we're not willing to like come along in the process with them. Guys, that is impatience. That is not patience. And that's a recipe for disunity, not of unity. And this this uh, kind of jumped, I had written this in my Bible at, at one point, and I don't remember quite where it came from, but with this whole conversation about unity, which we're going to be talking about a lot over these next several weeks, trust me, um, one thing, that, the word that, um, that jumped out to me, and I'm using the NLT today um, because it's what I had in my, in my ESVs in my truck, um, and I, I wish I had it, but, but the ESV says... Um, uh, make every effort to maintain the unity in the spirit by binding yourself together with peace. And that word maintain just really jumped out to me because maintain is is a past tense word. Maintained is past tense. So guys, this might be the most important thing I say, is that unity is not something to be attained. Like we're not striving to unity in hopes that one day we're going to get there. Like according to Paul and according to the New Testament, according to Jesus, like unity was the gift of the church. Like the church is unified and we're not responsible to attain that unity. It's not like here's here's where you're aiming for. It's like this is the base level thing. Don't mess this up. So, what are we doing? What are you doing to maintain the unity that you have received in the church? Through peace and through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going we're gonna to talk a lot about unity. Um, and we're going to have a lot more opportunity to talk about this over the next couple of weeks. But I, I, wanna, I want you to be thinking about that. Is like, in what ways am I contributing, not to attaining, but to maintaining the unity or maybe worse off, what am I doing that is pulling from maintaining the unity? What is that is chipping away from the unity here uh, at Washington Avenue Christian Church specifically, but in the, the greater church as a whole? I don't have those answers for you. I wish I did, but um, maybe you can tell me what you find. You can leave those in the comments or um, let me know in person. I'd love to hear what your thought processes are with that. And um, we're so glad to be back. Um, 
uh, caveat, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen next week because I'm going to be out of town at a preaching and teaching conference. And so maybe I'll just do like a short little, like abbreviated, uh, some thoughts, um, from my phone. So it won't be as well produced or anything like that. Um, while I'm in Joplin or not, I don't know, but, um, stay tuned. We'll either be back next week or in a couple weeks with more of Ephesians. Um, and I'm excited for that. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you have, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to um, our podcast or to our YouTube channel and give us a thumbs up and let us know that you're there. If you have questions, feel free to leave those in the comments as well, because we do look at those. We love you guys and we're glad to be back and we'll see you next week or the week after. <laughs>